Up next, a message from Victory Life Church of Milton. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires which wage against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Give them some praise. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for your anointing this morning. Thank you, Father God, that we're going to leave here changed folks, Lord, that we are in this house because we hunger and thirst for more of you, Lord. Let us leave here wanting more of you, Lord. Give us that desire to get into your word and be obedient to the word. Your will be done in this service. We love you and praise you. And Jesus' wonderful, precious name we pray. Everyone in the church said, all right, guys. So let's let's dig into this. Okay, First Peter chapter two and verse nine. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Isn't that a wonderful verse? This is this is a, a fat verse. There's so much going on in this verse. We're going to spend a little bit of time right here. I hope you guys don't mind. But look at this right here. But you are a chosen race. Let that sink into you this morning. Okay, you were chosen by God. Do you hear what I'm saying this morning? You didn't just simply choose Him. Your grandma just didn't get you so excited. Your, your Sunday school teacher didn't just get you so excited that you decided, hey, you know, one day I think I'm going to make this commitment to the Lord. Those are all good things. But see, before you were born, before you were ever thought about, amen, before the foundations of the earth were ever laid, God knew that you were going to exist and He had already handpicked you to be His servant. Amen? Isn't that awesome? Think about that, man. That just blows my mind. I don't know how good you are at sports or, or what, what kind of hobbies you got or, or if when you were in, you know, in high school, middle school, you were always the first one picked or the last one picked to play dodgeball. Okay? But listen, none of that stuff matters, man. I'm, I'm so glad you have all those trophies. Those are super cool. Okay? We can get rid of those at the next yard sale if you want to. You know what I'm saying? But the big thing, the biggest thing is that you've been picked by God. To be His servant. Amen? So, what are we? We are a chosen race. Amen? Now, Peter's doing something really, really cool here. He's comparing us to the nation of Israel. Okay? You see what I'm saying this morning? Uh, we are, as Christians, we are in a covenant relationship with the Most High God. And isn't that wonderful this morning? Because, you know, we can kind of wiffle waffle on some issues and stuff like that about our affections towards the Lord. But you know what? He is in a covenant relationship with us, and He's not going to let you go. Amen. If you have truly made that commitment, you are in the family, and He's not going to let you go. So if that doesn't excite you, pinch your neighbor. It's really good news, guys. Okay, but you are a chosen race. Okay, in other words, when you accepted Jesus Christ, you became part of something that never existed before. You know what I'm saying? We are a new creation in Christ. The old is gone. The new has come. Amen. So therefore, because we're a new people, we should start to have some new desires. Amen. The old things should, the things that used to kind of tempt us a little bit, the things that we were really comfortable doing back in the past, they should start to bug us a little bit. You see what I'm saying? Because we're not that person anymore. But you are a new person. Amen. So right now, Before we go any deeper, why don't you give them some praise? 
But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood. We're royalty. Peter's just explaining, hey, you're not a normal person anymore. Amen. I'm not, I'm not expecting you to go to your boss tomorrow and say, I need a raise. I'm, I'm royalty. You know, you know what I mean? I don't know if that's going to fly. I don't know if that's going to cut it. Amen. But you are in a royal family. You are in the royal family. Amen. Okay. Well, how's that work? Well, because Jesus Christ is our king. He's a king. Amen. And we are in his family. He's the king of kings. You know what I'm saying? And he is our high priest. He is our direct access to God the Father. Okay, and because we are in his family, guess what? You are royalty, and you are a priest. Amen? Well, that doesn't make a lot of sense. But see, here's the deal. You are royalty, and your big brother is the high priest, and therefore we are priests. We exist to give God glory. We exist to minister to God. Amen? That, that's big news, man. That's You were picked out to minister to God. To give Him glory in the things you do, in the things you say, in the things we think about. Can I get a witness? Okay. Yeah, give Him praise, man. Come on, get excited. So we are, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Wow. We are a holy nation. So just like the nation of Israel that was handpicked to be God's special possession, God's special people, that is you. Amen? The Christian folks, we are God's special people under the banner of Jesus Christ. Amen? From all different walks of life, amen, from all over the world, we are God's special possession to give Him glory. Amen? He can pick you out in a crowd of millions. He can see you right now, and He says, that's my baby right there. That's Dina. That's my baby. That's Michael Jones. That's my baby. They belong to me. They're in, they're in my family. They belong to my special nation. Amen? But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Well, what's all this mean? A people for His own possession. Now, we don't like to hear that sort of thing, do we? But you are not your own. You were bought with a price. And that price was the precious blood of the Lamb. Amen? So once you accepted that gift, you became a new person, a new creation, something that never existed before. You see what I'm saying? But let, let's, let's, it's got to be clear. you got to understand. We're not our own. We belong to the Most High God. And therefore, because so much has been done for us, we should be a thankful bunch of folks. But sometimes we're not, are we? Sometimes that's the last thing I think about. But we should. If we can keep our eyes on the cross, we should have an attitude of gratitude just overflowing out of us, man. But we get caught up in the world and all these things going on and paying the bills late and how this person was rude at me in the drive through line and all this sort of stuff. And before you know it, we're not very thankful at all. We're ready to uh, settle it. You know what I mean? But listen, you're, you're special. You're blessed. Look at your neighbor and say, yeah, you're kind of special. Hey, nobody else might not think you're that special, okay? I think you're special. I think you're awesome, okay? But God the Father loves you so much, and He says, that's my baby. He loves you with an undying love, and He will never stop loving you. I'm sorry if people don't treat you well. I'm sorry if really bad things happened to you when you were young, okay? But the Lord God Jehovah loves you, and He will never, ever, ever start stop loving you. Amen? But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. Okay, so we belong to God. 
that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You see that? You were in darkness. I was in darkness. Amen. We were on our way to hell. Amen. But now we, we belong to the most high God. We are changed people. And he says, hey, because of that, because of that, I want to use you. Amen. I, I didn't save your soul just for you to sit on the sidelines. You see what I'm saying? That God has use of us. Amen. And that's why he picked you out. Because he wants those gifts, those talents, those abilities that he is giving you that are unique to you. Amen. That he can use them for his glory. Amen. Are y'all with me this morning? Look at Exodus 19 and verse 5. Now, therefore, if you indeed will obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all peoples. Isn't that wonderful? Okay, we are God's special possession. I, I don't really know how to make that any more clearer than that, but he loves you so much. He, he is so devoted to you. He so loves you. Amen? That you are his treasured possession. Remember that, that movie with the, with the weird dude with the ring? And he's like, my precious. My precious. He loved that ring more than anything else, ma'am. Well, that was a really stupid, stupid... Uh, <laughs> that's what I was thinking about. All God's people said, my precious. Like that. My precious. Okay, now listen, ma'am. You guys are precious to the Lord, man. He loves you. Man, the way you love your kids, man, God loves you a million times more than that. And I look at my kids, and some of them are pretty ornery, you know. But I look at them when they're sleeping in that peaceful little state. And I'm like, man, I sure do love these babies. You know, and they make your heart smile. You know what I mean? Listen, God knows that we're ornery. He knows that we're not perfect. He knows everything about us. He knows what no one else knows about you. But when he looks at you, he says, oh, I love you so much. You are so precious to me. Amen. And we really need to grab a hold of that and realize, man, that life is hard. Life's not fair. But you know what? I belong to a faithful God who will never leave me or forsake me. And he loves me so very, very much. Amen. So now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my commands, you shall be my treasured possession among all peoples. For all the earth is mine. Did you hear that right there? All the earth belongs to the Lord. Amen. It's all his. Amen. It's all his. He could pick and choose anybody he wanted to to be his servant. You are mine. You belong to me. I'm going to have need of you in this church. And the preacher is going to be kind of weird and a loose cannon. But I'm going to need you. <laughs> To be there for them, man. You, and when you feel like walking out or quitting or moving across town and going to the fancy church, remember, you're precious to me, Rick. You're precious. I love you. You can do it. You shall be my treasured possession among all the peoples, for the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Now, this is God talking to the children of Israel. But see, something neat happened, something crazy happened at the cross. Amen? Where there's that new creation all of a sudden. You know what I mean? We are part of that. We are God's special people. Amen? And, and don't get me wrong, man. I'm not one of these people. God's not done with Israel. He's not done with Israel. Hey, okay, God doesn't break His covenant. You know what I'm saying? 
God will not turn his back. And God has an awesome and amazing plan for the nation of Israel. One of the best things you can do is pray God's blessings on that nation and protection. But you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the people of Israel. First Peter 2 and verse 10. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. That's an awesome verse, man. Once you were, there was a time and a place when you weren't even a people. You weren't even in a group, man. Not really. You were just aimlessly wandering around, doing your thing, trying to please yourself, living for yourself. Amen. You were on your way. You were on a dead end course, man, leading to nowhere good. Amen. That's what we've been saved from. Amen. You were nothing. I hate to say it, man, but you know what you are? Without Jesus Christ, you know what your righteousness is without Jesus Christ? It's filthy rags, man. No healing, nothing, man. That's what we were before Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? But guess what? Dwayne, God picked you out. He said, Dwayne, I need you, man. I need, I need those building blocks. I need that man of integrity. I need that character. I need these gifts I've given you, man. I have use of this stuff. Amen? Okay, once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Okay, so... You were on your way to nowhere good, just trying to please yourself, but now you belong to the most precious, most valuable family in the entire universe. Amen. You are royalty. Amen. So get excited about that, man. Give them some praise. All this week, man, we should get stoked up about that. (coughs) You're not just an American. You know what I mean? That's cool. That's awesome. I'm proud to be an American. Everybody, I'm proud to be an American. Now, I'm I'm so proud to be an American. But you, but you know what, ma'am? That's awesome. But you think that impresses God that that you're an American? You know what I mean? He loves you. He loves your kids just as much than the little kid somewhere in in South America digging in a trash heap right now. You know what I mean? For God so loved the world. He loves us all, man. Because you're an American, He don't love you any more than that. If you're super, super wealthy and super, super educated, man, that doesn't make you better than Him. I mean, that doesn't make you better in His eyes. You know what I'm saying? He loves us all. Each and every one of us, man, we are precious to Him. Amen? We are God's people. Amen? And I'm proud to be an American. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. That is awesome. That's wonderful right there, ma'am. Okay, mercy is a product of God's grace. Amen? And God's grace is a product of the cross. Amen? There was a time, man, when if, if we didn't accept that precious gift that God had picked out for us, you understand we would not have received that mercy. That we enjoy so much. You know, you know, an easy way it was explained to me, and I'll pass it on to you guys. Mercy is, I hope I don't mess this up. Mercy is not receiving what you deserve. Mercy is not receiving what you deserve. Okay, so we have received that mercy. Because what do we deserve? The wages of sin is death. You know what I mean? And we've all sinned. For all have sinned, all fall short of God's glorious standard. We've all messed up. We've all missed the boat. We've all messed up big time. Amen. Y'all with me? But we got God's mercy, man. That is the most bestest, wonderfulest thing you will ever hear today. You know what I'm saying? Let that sink in. I don't care if you get free food at the next place you're going. I don't care if somebody pays your ticket. Uh, That's awesome. That's great. 
But the big thing here is that you have received God's mercy. You don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. We're all messed up folks, right? Let's be honest. Ain't nobody in here perfect. Okay. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So check mark, check mark, check mark, check mark. God is awesome. He loves you. He's done all these awesome and amazing things for us, man. Amen. And he does have need of us. He does want to use us. Amen. Are y'all with me? First Peter 2, verse 11. Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles. Okay, here we go. This is part of the sermon where he's going to get to it right here. You've been blessed big time. We like that part of the sermon. I love that part of the sermon. But see, he's going to ask us to do something. It's pretty difficult, really. It's pretty tough. But I think we can do it. I know we can do it. Amen? First Peter chapter 2 and verse 11. The question is, do we want to do it? Do we want to grow in maturity? First Peter 2 and verse 11. Beloved, talking to Christian folks here. Beloved, I urge you. That's a sense of urgency right there. Can y'all dig it? Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles. You know what a sojourner is? I knew the definition, but I wanted to look it up just to be sure. And okay, it, it, is, a, it is somebody who is staying in a... Let me read it before I mess it up. A person who resides temporarily in a place. That's what we are, man. This is not our home. We're just passing through here. Amen. And since we're just passing through here, since we're exiles, since we're not really going to fit in like we want to fit in, we're not really going to fit in. Amen. Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. So just because we're Christians, have y'all figured this out? Just because you're Christians, man, you know what? That flesh man, uh, that sin nature, that's still pretty active, ain't it? It still wants to get us in a lot of trouble. But Peter just said, because of all this awesome stuff, man, you know what I mean? Abstain from this. You can do this. You can put these things down. No, you don't understand. I've struggled with this stuff my whole life. Well, I can do all, look at your monitor. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. So if you know you're doing something, whatever it is, or you've been doing something, and you know in your heart, you feel in your heart, well, this isn't right. I don't, I know something's wrong with this. I have no peace about doing this when I seriously think about it. You know what I mean? If we bring it before the Lord, we can get over this. We can lay this down, whatever it is. Whether if it's just in your mind, if it's mind battles, things, if it's fear, you know, this sort of stuff, or, or, or just doing whatever you know you ain't supposed to be doing. We can put that stuff down. Amen? You cannot do it on your own. You can't do it. But we can do all things through Christ. He gives, us, he gives us the strength and the ability. God has been good to me. He called me. He saved me. He has some special jobs for me to do. Amen? And so he says, hey, straighten up this behavior right here, man. Whatever it is, whatever's holding us back in our relationship, wherever these areas are that are unfruitful and unproductive, I want you to give these over to me. Amen? To abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Do you realize that's what's going on, guys? That, that we're in a real battle, man. You know what I mean? That flesh man wants to do this. The, the, and in our, our spirits, like the Holy Spirit saying, no, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. You know what I mean? And who are we going to listen to? Right? Well, Peter says, hey, let's straighten it up. Can I get a witness? To abstain from the passions of the flesh which wage war against your soul. First Corinthians 10 and verse 13. 
No temptation has, has overtaken you, except which is common to mankind. Have you guys figured that one out yet? Whatever's tempting you, other people have already been tempted. Whatever it is. However crazy it is. Other people have already went through it. Amen. And they've been able to get the victory over it. You see what I'm saying? So even though it seems so impossible for you, so impossible for me to break these chains, it is impossible. But we can get deliverance through Jesus Christ. Amen. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. You might feel like you're the only person that has ever struggled with this pretty unique situation. But no, not at all. That's what, that's what that verse says right there. Other people have been there, ma'am. No temptation has overtaken you except what's just common to mankind. And God is faithful. So just because you're fighting with something, you know what I mean? God still loves you. You know what I'm saying? He loves you. He's faithful. When you're not faithful, He's still faithful. Amen? Except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He's not going to turn his back on you. He's going to get you through this if you want to get through this. Amen? And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. What? I thought you just said we can do it only through Jesus Christ. I'm still sticking to it. That's my story. I'm sticking to it, man. That's how it works, man. But he's not going to allow you to go through more than you can handle. And we can handle an awful lot. If Jesus Christ allows it, amen, because he's going to be there with me, amen. He's a present help in times of trouble, no matter what it is, amen. And God's not the one tempting you. You guys know that, right? We did the big thing on James last year. God ain't tempting you, but God's got to sign off on it. He's got to say, yeah, that's okay. You know what I mean? We get into trouble on ourselves. And Satan's right there to help us along the way, amen. But God can't be tempted and he don't tempt you. So give him some praise. There's no trial, no storm that you're going through where God is going to leave you. Amen. He's not going to give you more than you can handle. There's no temptation that you're going to face that God is going to leave you. He's not going to push you in a corner, hit you in the belly, so your mouth opens up and then pour whiskey down your throat. You know what I mean? Now, Rachel, Jean might. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. Forgive me. I shouldn't have said that. See, now I don't even remember what we're talking about. So let me just read this verse. But you be tempted. Okay. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. He's not. Amen. Now listen to this. But when you are tempted, because we are going to be tempted, but when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Amen. Isn't that awesome? He's not going to give you more than you can handle. You don't have to give into it. Whatever it is, even if you've given into it every single day, since, as long as you can remember, you don't have to do it anymore. Amen? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I, I need wisdom. I don't know how to do this. Ask God. He'll give you wisdom. He's not going to be mad at you for asking. Well, does God speak to you? Yeah, God speaks to you. If you love Him, if you're in the family, He will definitely speak to you. Number one way is right here through this Word. I'm a firm believer, man. If we get in this Word, man, it's going to expose a lot of stuff that we need to work on. Amen? But God will give us direction. He will give us strength. He will give us a way out of whatever's going on. Amen? Can I get a witness? 1 Peter 2 and verse 12. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable. Okay, let's understand this. Remember earlier Peter was saying, you guys are spiritual Israel. You guys are a new Israelite. You guys are a new creation. You are now, as Christians, you are in a covenant relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen? Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that awesome? Okay, so 
If you're confused why God is telling us through Peter, act wise, act good, act honorable around Gentiles, and you might be thinking, hey, I'm a Gentile, I'm not a Jew. You see what I'm saying here? Does that make sense right now, what I'm saying? Okay, we are spiritual Israel, okay? So, okay, let me say it like this. To the Israelite or to the Jew, there's really two types of people. There's only two types of people, really. There's the Hebrew, and then there's the Gentile. The the non-Hebrew. Okay, so as Christians, Peter's saying the Gentile. He's not talking about a race of people. He's talking about people that are not in relationship with Jesus. Amen? Okay, I think we got that point across. If we can move forward, all God's people said move forward. All right. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable. Okay. So, let me get this straight. God's not really trying to ruin my fun. Right? Because if I choose to sin, even though it looks awful tempting, and it does look awful tempting, okay, um, I'm go- if I choose to do this, I- I'm choosing to bring pain into my life. You- we understand that, right? We choose to sin. We choose to bring pain into life. We choose to hurt ourselves. And unfortunately, we choose to hurt those around us. Right? Okay, so keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable. Okay, God's not trying to ruin my fun. He's saying people are watching you. Amen? I have you around here. One of the reasons I got you around here is to be a witness. Witness, I I want people that don't belong to me yet. Amen? I want them to see, well, this is how a Christian deals with this situation. I see that Christians don't, that there's something different about them. Amen? And some people are going to hate you for it, but some people are going to be hungry for what you got. Amen? Because there's people out there, man, that are hungry and they're looking for something that's real. Amen? There's also people that want to see you fall. Amen? And they'll run with that. Run with your name all through the street. Amen? So that's one of the reasons right there. Man, live honorable, man. Live like you belong to me. Amen? Are y'all with me? Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable so that when they speak against you as evildoers, what? Did you hear that? We should, we, we need to understand that if we haven't already. We're not always going to fit in. You know what I mean? We're not always going to fit in in this world. Um, we belong to somebody else. We have a different master than a lot of other people. Does that make sense? Okay, look at 2 Timothy. Let me back that up. 2 Timothy 3 and verse 12. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus. Okay, so we're talking about Christian folks. A godly life in Christ Jesus. Okay? The only way to live a true godly life is through Jesus. That's the only way you can do it. Amen? That relationship with Jesus Christ grants you access to God the Father. You know what I'm saying? In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Not everybody's going to think you're awesome and cool because you go to church every once in a while. Not everybody's going to think you're great and want to be your friend because you love Jesus. Some people are looking because they want to see you mess up. But some people also are looking, man, because they need something real in their life. They're hungry for something, man. So God says, live right, man. Live right. Walk the line as best you can. And you can't do it that well, but you can do it a lot better, a lot better through Jesus Christ. Amen? Because He will make a way where there is no way. Amen? Don't eat the cake, right, Houston? That's an old joke. Okay, keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable so that when they speak against you as evildoers, okay, so you're not always going to fit in. Everyone ain't always going to like you. 
Amen? That's part of being a Christian. Amen? But when this is something pretty cool, man. When they do come against you, when the world comes against you, wouldn't it be great if they didn't have any real ammunition to use against you? Wouldn't that be great if, like in the case of Jesus Christ, like in the case of Stephen, uh, they had to make lies up about you? I mean, that's far better for people to make lies up about you because you've been walking the line trying to live a God-pleasing life. Isn't that a lot better than when the news gets back to you and you're like, oh, yeah, I guess I was doing that. (laughs) I didn't know nobody knowed about it. You know what I mean? What I'm saying, man, is we don't want to give the devil any ammunition. From this day forward, man, we can reject that noise, whatever it is. We can give it to Jesus. Amen? Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable so that when you speak against, so when they speak against you as evildoers and the world will come against you, they may see your good deeds. Well, like helping little old ladies across the street. That's part of it. You can do that. That's a good deed, I guess. You know what I mean? But what we're talking about here is, is when the world sees you, they should see you separated from sin. Remember, God says, I am holy and I want you to be holy. I want there to be some distance between you and sinful behavior. I want us to be working on that. Amen? You're my kid. Okay, so when the world sees you acting different, when the world sees that there's something different about you, there should be an effect going on. They may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. That is really, really awesome. Really, really cool. But what that's saying right there is you live a godly life And that godly life is going to be a living witness to the people around you. Amen. You put this stuff down. That is a witness. Amen. You say, you know what? Yeah, last weekend I was doing that. Okay, but you know what? I'm feeling a little grieved about it. Amen. And I want to put that down. Well, guess what? We're witnessing. Amen. We're witnessing to the Lord. Amen. We're witnessing to a lost and dying world. We're showing our brothers and sisters in Christ. Hey, there's something different about me. Amen. And see, some folks, we don't know who all is going to be saved and who's not going to be saved. God wishes that none would perish. You know what I mean? So, And we all have that great commission to go out and spread the gospel by the way we act. Amen? By the things we do. And spread the word of God through love. Amen? Are you all with me this morning? But it will reach some people. It will reach some people. Amen? And those people can get saved by the way you act. That can be a way to bring them in. You see what I'm saying this morning? God can use what you do, the way you act, the way you talk, to bring people to the foot of the cross. Amen? You see why you're around now? He wants to use you. Amen? And that's one of the reasons why you go through tough times, man. So you can show the world, hey, Christians go through hard times just like anybody else. My car breaks down like anybody else. You know, my kids kids will... uh, Throw stuff off the bus window like anybody else, you know. (laughs) Well, we all go through the same stuff, but Christians can handle it different. Amen. And that can be a light. We're supposed to be letting our light shine. Amen. Are y'all with me? All right. Dear Lord Jesus, bless these folks, Lord. Thank you, Father God, that each and every one of us, Lord, are going to repent from all our wrongdoings, Lord. And we are going to be that person that you've called us to be. Anything that's going on in our lives, Lord, 
whether it's been our whole lives or as long as we can remember or something we've been thinking about it as early as yesterday or this morning, Lord, we're going to turn it all over to you, Lord. We're going to give it all to you and give us that desire to be what you would have us do, to be that godly witness, Lord. Let us not forget, but let us focus and be so grateful for everything that you've done for us and the amazing calling that you have on us. And we love you and praise you. Thanks for listening to this message from Victory Life Church. Go to VictoryLifeChurchOfMilton.com for more and may God bless you.